Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Thursday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totri. We've got DJ Jacob Franklin pushing all the buttons and making the magic happen behind the back today. Just jamming out to this jazz. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say we're enjoying it because we're not. It is time for a walk of shame as the Arizona State Sun Devils fell on the road to the Oregon Ducks. Final score, 80 to 61 guys if you're new here do us a favor leave a five-star review let us know what you like about this podcast hit that like button hit that subscribe button we got a jam-packed show for you guys as we're going to break down what happened between the arizona state sun devils and the oregon ducks and where arizona state goes from here trying to find a way into the ncaa tournament but first and foremost i want to start with really where this game went wrong, or at least for me, where Arizona State was unable to capitalize. And we go to the first half. Arizona State, the defensive effort in the first half was phenomenal. At one point, the Oregon Ducks were on a six-minute scoring drought. Now, they said it on the broadcast. When you hold a team to no buckets through six minutes, the opposing team should be looking at arguably a 13 to 15-point deficit, maybe more. The Sun Devils only managed to have a 10-point lead while holding the Ducks to no points through a six-minute stretch. Not enough if you're Arizona State, and definitely not enough with the pieces that the Sun Devils have. Jose Perez put this offense specifically on his shoulders. Defensively, the Sun Devils, again, in the first half, did what they had done all season long, and they made sure that they smothered Oregon's best players. I loved the matchup early on. Bobby had Alonzo Gaffney um, on Shellstead, and it really rattled him. Didn't know what to do with his size, and you felt like Arizona State was going to find a way to maybe run away with this one. We talked about it the other day that the Sun Devils and Bobby Hurley squads, they really had the Oregon Ducks number over the last couple of seasons, and it looked like that tonight, right? Early in that game, the Sun Devils had a 10-point lead, Offensively, yeah, it was a little shaky, but defensively, it didn't look like Oregon was going to be able to find a way back into the game. But as the game progressed, Jose Perez took advantage of what he needed to do, but the supporting cast for the Sun Devils did not. And I'm not just talking about the bench, right? The bench, I believe, had 18 points, which is what it is. But when it comes down to the Sun Devil starters, the nucleus of this team, you always talk about Jose Perez. Frankie Collins, Jemiah Neal, and Ace Wolf. And tonight, what'd you get? You got your 20 points from Jose Perez. By, by all means, that is exactly what you, you can expect from Jose moving forward through the rest of the season. But everybody else in that starting lineup, nobody reached double digits outside of Jose. Ace was six points. Jemiah with two points. And Frankie Collins with eight points. And I said it the other day when Eric was on the show and we discussed who could potentially be the X factor 
for Arizona State in this game, a game that they needed to have, right? This was a must-win game for Bobby Hurley's squad if you want to talk about postseason. They didn't get it done. And the X factor for me was going to be Jemiah Neal. And the reason I said this was because everybody else was thriving offensively, and it felt like it was taking away the scoring pressure off Jemiah Neal's shoulders. And tonight, two points. Only took three shots. I don't know what happened. I do not know what I saw from Jemiah Neal. It looked like he didn't want the ball in his hand. Okay? Now, I, I get there were points where Jose Perez was ball dominant and he was taking over. But specifically, you look in that second half, right, when Oregon started to go on their run late and really pull away from Arizona State in this one. At some point, somebody else has to step up. I can think of a possession specifically where Jose Perez was given the ball, tried to drive it in the way he does with his one-on-one mid-range basketball. And Dante and another Oregon defender blocked it. And eventually there was a shot clock violation. Now that tells me, A, that nobody else is moving, trying to help Jose when there's he's getting doubled. Somebody should be open somewhere. And second of all, that tells me that Jose didn't necessarily have the confidence in any of his teammates at that specific point in time to go out there and really help this Arizona State team continue to claw back in this game and keep it a tight game. Because you look at a certain point, this was a tie ball game. Okay, this was a tie ball game for Arizona State. We talked about the fact that they had a 10 point lead in the second half. Jose was doing what he needed to do to ensure that the Sun Devils didn't get their shit kicked in. And you look at what the final score was tonight. You didn't even have to watch the game. Seriously, you could see the final score, 19 points. And you look at the box score and I could tell you, you could tell me exactly what happened without having to watch it. Jose did exactly what he needed to do. Right. Everybody else let him down the night. And that's real. Muhammad in the chat, 15-2 run. Where was everybody? He's just waiting for Jose to, to ball up? That's not what this team is about. That's not what this team has done. You look specifically at probably their best win of the season from a team perspective, and that was that USC win just a few days ago, right? What did we see? We saw every single person get active, not only defensively, right, because we know this team does that, but offensively, as well. You saw Jose do what he needed to do. Ace from the perimeter. Jemiah getting in on the action. Frankie doing exactly what he needed to do. Getting a bucket when he was asked. And even Bryant Celebunge having quality minutes in that game against USC. Tonight against Oregon, everybody went missing. I don't know if they were left on the plane. I don't know if maybe the, the bright lights got to them. I don't know if it was the fact that, hey, you win this game. It's you and probably Arizona, depending on what the Wildcats do against Oregon State. It's probably you and your rival atop the Pac-12 standings. I don't know if that pressure got to them. I'd like to think that that's not the case because we've seen this team thrive in clutch situations because they needed it tonight. Tonight was seriously a clutch game. It wasn't one of those games where it's like, okay, one of our guys needs to step up with three minutes, four minutes to play and get it done. Tonight, you needed it all. You needed two halves. You needed 40 minutes of basketball from your star guys, and they didn't get it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. It really is as simple as that. But the box score only tells half the story. Let's go ahead 
Get to buy the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, guys, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Of course, the only number that matters is that final score. Oregon coming out on top 80-61 to 61 over Arizona State. You look at the way these two teams shot from the field this evening. The Ducks shooting 50.9% to Arizona State's 439 Behind the arc shooting, just a, a wild discrepancy here. Arizona State shooting 23.5%. Oregon shooting the lights out of the gym, 39.1% from the charity stripe. ASU 7 of 11. Oregon 15 of 16. And then the turnovers tonight, 9 for Oregon, 8 for Arizona State. The number that stands out most to me is that three-point percentage. It's something that Arizona State has struggled with really all season long. And at points throughout the year, we've seen teams allow Arizona State open looks from behind the arc because they don't believe that the Sun Devils can get a quality three and can hit an open three. And at certain times, they make opposing teams pay. Tonight, Oregon was letting them do it. Be my guest. And the Devils missed time and again. While on the flip side, Oregon got it done. Credit to Oregon. Okay. We can sit here and we will talk about what Arizona State did wrong. But Oregon is the good basketball team. One of the best basketball teams in the conference. Although it is a down year for the Pac-12 here in 2023, 2024. They're a great basketball team. They may sneak into the NCAA tournament. We'll see if they continue, if the Pac-12 continues to eat itself alive. But at the end of the day, if you're Arizona State and if you're Bobby Hurley, you, you can't get it done with 23% shooting from three. It's just, it's not going to cut it. And you saw early in the game when Arizona State's threes weren't falling, what did they do? Committed to the paint. Committed to points in the paint. Tonight, Arizona State... 36 of their 61 points came from the paint. You got to be able to shoot the basketball. You got to be able to shoot the basketball if you want to hang with some of these teams like the Oregon Ducks. Okay. And another thing, when we were talking about Arizona State getting it done against USC, again, just a few days ago, where did they stand out? In a place that they haven't done it all year long, that's offensive rebounds. Only two offensive rebounds tonight. Only five second chance points. That's just, I don't know how else to say it other than that's not good enough. Right? Muhammad brings it up again. It was Jose versus Oregon. It was Jose and his band of buddies against the Oregon Ducks. A a team, mind you, that heading into this game was also tied for first in the Pac-12 standings. It just wasn't great, man. It wasn't great. And one thing I do want to bring up, Aside from the game, MC nailed it. I blame that awful-looking court. Super distracting. That court is nasty. It is. It, you know what it is? I'll show you what it is. I got it right here. For everybody watching live, I'll show you exactly what that court is. It's shit. That's what it is. That court is shit. It's horrible. It looks disgusting. And they just need to do something about it. And don't compare it to Boise State's field because Boise State's field is dope. The Oregon Ducks basketball court sucks. It sucks ass. Like I said, one more time, it's shit, okay? Now, I do want to get to to Vontes' comment about the season being over. I wouldn't say it's necessarily over, but I will say it is an uphill battle for Arizona State if they want to find their way into the NCAA tournament. Mind you, there is some big games still left on the schedule for Bobby Hurley's squad. 
We'll talk about those here in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at BetMGM. Hopefully, you guys didn't bet on Arizona State. I know the line was tempting. I believe it was set at 9.5 on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. So hopefully, you either stayed away from that completely or, hey, maybe you emotionally hedged and you took Oregon or maybe you didn't bet at all because you don't have the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Well, if you don't, I'm going to tell you about the great deal that they have going on for you that you can take advantage of, and it is super, super easy to find, guys. Just download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you have placed a bet, you guys are going to receive that $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. One more time, just as a recap, sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5, and you guys are going to receive that $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Now, when you win some of that money, you're going to need a new place to put it. And how about Desert Financial Credit Union, guys? They are the official retail banking partner of Arizona State University, and they are not new to this game. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. Look to Desert Financial for checkings, saving accounts, mortgages, loans, credit credit cards, investment options, and more. Now is the time to show your ASU team spirit. Open a free checking account online and get $200 plus your choice of three Arizona State University Visa debit cards. Go to desertfinancial.com slash ASU to get started. Now, look, normally, okay, normally when Arizona State loses, we cut heat index, we cut bottle service, and we're going to cut heat index tonight. We're not going to talk about a trio that, you know, played well because realistically there wasn't. There wasn't three other guys that played well tonight. I don't care what anybody says. Only one guy. Only one guy got off that plane tonight and looked like an Arizona State signable, and that's Jose Perez. Jose Perez getting bottle service tonight. 20 points for Jose to go along with four assists, two rebounds. In 29 minutes, Jose Perez also very, very efficient tonight. He was 8 of 12 from the floor. From the floor. He was 100% from behind the arc, 2 of 2, and then from the charity stripe, 2 of 3. You look at Jose Perez and where he's found his rhythm, where he's found his motor for Arizona State. And I think if anybody outside of Frankie Collins, who we deem is the leader of this team, if there's anybody that has found their spot and their place with ASU, it's Jose Perez. He's good for he's good for 15 to 20 a night at this point. You can take that to the bank. You could take that to Desert Financial and, and that's cash money because that's what he does. There isn't a lot of guys in the Pac-12 that can match up with Jose mid-range, one-on-one, with the size, with the strength that Jose has, and that can deal with the amount of pressure that he puts on a defender. Possession after possession after possession. He is also one of the very few guys that I can make note of on this team that moves 
moves when the ball is not in his hand. And, you know, I don't know if part of that is the the structure of the offense or if it's just simply Jose Perez having played so long in college basketball that he understands the game, he understands the pace. Jose Perez, he was the best player on the floor tonight, not just for Arizona State. I would say he was the best player for Oregon, too, if he was playing for the Oregon Ducks. Nobody outscored him, and it doesn't just come down to scoring. The fact of the matter is, Jose Perez was the only guy for Arizona State. And what makes Jose Perez's performance night in and night out so damn special is that this guy wasn't even on the roster till about October, right? The only reason Jose Perez realistically is in Arizona State Sun Devils because the NCAA hit the bed and decided that Adam Miller's NCAA waiver wasn't going to clear. So Arizona State needed another guard. And they ended up with a Jose Perez who scores 20 a night. That's that's where Arizona State is at. And they hit, they hit on the jackpot. Now, the shitty thing is for Arizona State that when you hit on a jackpot like a Jose Perez who doesn't have a traditional style of play offensively, defensively he fits, right? He doesn't move as well side to side horizontally as maybe some of the other guards on this team because he's not as fast, right? Jose Perez offensively has found his place in this Arizona State offense. And the fact of the matter is it's not the way he plays is not traditional to the way that Bobby Hurley teams run, right? You look at some of the best guards for Arizona State over the years, right? Under Bobby Hurley, who comes to mind? Trey Holder, Shannon Evans, Remy Martin, Frankie Collins, right? Some of the best guards that we're talking about. And I would say Jose fits more as a guard than he does a small forward. I know there's some people that probably want to throw him in that category. But what does Frankie and Remy do, right? Drive. They are drive and they're athletic freaks. Not necessarily crazy shooters, right? Remy had a little bit of a mid-range. Frankie from time to not from time to time can shoot from three. Shannon Evans, three-point lights out. Marion Jackson, three-point lights out, three and D guy, right? Jose Perez isn't that. Jose Perez is, hey, you, one-on-one. Let's go. That's the way he plays basketball. And early on in the season, it wasn't necessarily pretty. But he's found his rhythm. He's found his point. Okay. And for Arizona State to let him down as a team, that sucks to see. That really does suck to see because Jose needed help tonight. BC brings it up from 47 to 47 to 62 to 49 in a couple minutes is embarrassing. That's true. It's true. And you want to know why it got to that point? It's like what we said earlier. Nobody showed up to help Jose. That's what it is. That's what that's what the title of this, this podcast should be. Nobody showed up to help. Nobody showed up to help. Help wanted. That's what it should be. Jose Perez is probably back in that locker room saying, dude, where were you guys? Where were you guys tonight? Vontez in the chat, please don't let this compound into Oregon State. They are trash. They are an absolute trash. With that said, you would love for Oregon State to find a way to beat the Arizona Wildcats this evening. That would be a a magical, magical way to somehow save the evening. Now, it's not going to save the season for Arizona State by any means, okay? When you look at what Arizona State has next, which we will do here with the Bobby board in just a second, but I do want to stick to this game first. And I want I want to get to a segment that we haven't done in quite a, quite a while. So everybody in the chat, if you're new here, this is my absolute favorite segment. It is the most sus segment 
I will say, in all of all city network, okay? And this is where we go and we discuss the aftertaste of this game, what this game tasted like. And it's not going to just be me tonight. We got the one, the only DJ Jacob Franklin joining us for tonight's aftertaste. And look, Jacob, this is not just for you. It's for everybody in the chat as well, man. What was drained into your tooth bucket tonight? I feel like you use that one quite often. Tooth bucket. I haven't used drained in a while. Okay. You know what this was? What was it? This was the piece of like, so you know how like when you get lunch meat for like, for like lunches for the week, right? But like you also get some cheese because you're not just going to have a meat sandwich. Yeah. So this, this is like, you got, you know, you used all the meat, but there was like one piece of cheese left in the, the sleeve of cheese, but it just kind of gets shoved into the back of the cheese drawer. (laughs) And then it sits there for like, I don't know, two months because you're just too lazy to take it out. Moldy cheese, man. That's what we're going with. You're you're hungry, and then then you're gonna. Oh, yeah, then you're less I mean, hungry. You're less hungry. I mean, the office fridge. There's probably some moldy stuff in there right now. Uh, I'm gonna gag. I don't need you to do this right now. I don't need. I didn't. Yeah, it's, I don't need the moldy cheese, man. The moldy cheese is pretty. Like cheese that got lost in the back of the fridge. I like it though. I like it. I think it's a good aftertaste. I think for me, this one is like okay. I like to paint pictures when I do when I do aftertaste. Okay, so for me, this is like. You've had a long day at work, very, very long. You've had a Jacob Franklin level day at work where you're working front to back of the day. Okay, you, you ate a light breakfast and you didn't get the chance. You didn't get the chance to eat lunch. You're working late, you're working overtime. Then you get stuck in traffic on your way home, right? It's seven o'clock. Your last meal was at nine o'clock this morning. Your tummies are rumbling and you're, you're just dying to get home to make some food. So what do you do? You get home. And maybe you start to make yourself a, st- a sandwich, not with the moldy cheese that Jacob had, but with the maybe one of those front pieces of cheese. You got some lunch meat. You got some sandwich bread. You got on a great French roll, right? You've toasted it up. Everything is is just beautiful. This the sandwich is coming together, and it just you know you almost want to take a picture and send it to your friends. You know it's just gonna slap, right? It's gonna hit. So it's done. It's cooled off. It's got the perfect crunch. Right, you, you just know it's going to be great. So you you dig in, you take your first bite, and when you take your first bite, there's just it's just a little something wrong, a little something wrong. And when you you bite it off, and you're chewing, you're chewing, and there's a hair, and there's just a really really nasty long hair, and you pull it out, and it doesn't match the color of your head. You don't know whose it is. You don't know at what point in the day it got on your shirt, but it's there. It's in your mouth. It was in your sandwich, and it ruined your day. Just like this Arizona State basketball game ruined my day, okay? I had a beautiful sandwich of a day that was ruined by a stranger's hair, and that stranger was Dante and the Oregon Ducks. That's what it was. That was the aftertaste of this game. AD in the chat. Watching ASU basketball is like drinking a steel reserve tall can. Oh my goodness, Muhammad tasted like a tuna sandwich from Subway. Oh That's my not goodness. Tuna. It's not tuna. <laughs> That's tough. That is absolutely tough, guys. Continue letting us know what this game tasted like. Hit that like button. We're going to continue talking about the Arizona State Sun Devils and what's ahead. Jacob, thank you. You can get back behind the curtain.
if you would like. But I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos because nobody does it better than them. If you're looking to make some weekend plans, highly encourage you guys to check out their casinos because they offer an authentic and immersive experience. They have it all, okay? An unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you're not going to find anywhere else in the desert. They have set not just a high bar, but I would argue the highest bar. They've got a state-of-the-art gaming floor that has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest casino sports book. Head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what Next Level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details. Or hey, like I said, it maybe it was a rough evening for you. Right, watching Arizona State versus Oregon, and I know you don't want to watch the Arizona versus Oregon State game because who wants to watch the kitties, right? So what do you do? Maybe you're going to, I don't know, hit the couch, turn on a good movie, but still you're not feeling your best. So you know what you do? You pop an OGs or two, and you enjoy whatever the heck you want because OGs is here to help you guys take the edge off, not to mention They've launched two new products made with live rosin and RSL. I'm talking about the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's. OG's Naturals are exactly what they sound like, guys. They are vegan gummies made with live rosin, available in sweet clementine flavor. And maybe sweet clementine flavor is not the flavor for you. That is totally okay because they have so many other flavors to choose from. I'm talking from sweets to creams to fruits. They have it all. But don't take my word for it, guys. Go check them out yourself to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them. Head on over to ogsbrands.com. But look, I know there was a lot of people in the chat and really on social media talking about what this means for Arizona State moving forward. So let's go ahead. Let's take a look at the Bobby board updated after tonight's loss to the Oregon Ducks. We've completed that third row. As you can see, ASU in the last six games, now three of three. We've got Bobby faces on Utah, Colorado, and SC, with most notably a loss to Oregon and the other two losses in that row, Washington and UCLA. The Sun Devils halfway through the season, and my goodness. What I want you guys specifically to look at moving forward is the opponents on deck for Arizona State. You've got two games against the Arizona Wildcats. You've got one more bout with the L.A. schools, Colorado and Utah. There isn't really another moment for the Sun Devils to take advantage of outside of Arizona. In my personal opinion, for Arizona State to make the NCAA tournament without having to win the Pac-12 tournament, you are going to have to sweep the Arizona schools. You are going to have to sweep USC. You are going to have to sweep Colorado and you're going to have to beat Utah. If you do all that, then you're still probably talking about a first four game. That's probably where you're at. Because depending on what happens with the Wildcats throughout the rest of the season, you don't know what two losses from the Sun Devils would do to where they stand in the AP Top 25. There is not a lot of Pac-12 teams with high, high rankings. Not a lot in the AP Top 25. And a lot of them don't have very good net rankings either. Neither does Arizona State. So the question is, how does Arizona State get in from a likely path? You got to go win the Pac-12 tournament for the first time in program history. That's what you got to do. But if there is any, any hope for Arizona State to do it, 
you're going to need that USC performance one more time. You're going to need that one at a time. You're going to need Frankie Collins to have six first half steals. You're going to need Frankie Collins to have 15 points, six assists. You're going to need Jemiah Neal to have a double-double. You're going to need Ace Wolf to go four of five from three. You're going to need Jose Perez to drop 20 points, and you're going to need a big to do something. Okay? You're going to absolutely need to do something for the Sun Devils to get to that point. And we're not even talking about the tourney. We're talking about that's what you need to do to go out there and solidify a first-round buy in the Pac-12 tournament. Because we've seen it before. Bobby Hurley's teams don't have the juice to play in the Pac-12 tournament game after game after game. It's just the style of the style of play. They play lights out defense and they run. That tires on you. That tires on you as a team. And we've seen it. This team's not as deep as we thought they were going to be moving in, right? Realistically, how many, how many guys on this team do you trust, right? I know JJ's in the chat asking about Zane Meeks. Sounds like the injury maybe has gotten, is, is not necessarily progressed the way that this team wanted. And maybe there's, he just hasn't earned a spot back into the rotation, given the fact what, you, what you've seen from Arizona State as of late, right? Jose Perez, Jemiah Neal, Alonzo Gaffney, Frankie Collins, Ace Wolf, Sean Phillips, Bryant Celebungay, maybe. Six guys, seven guys. You got seven guys on this team that you can actually have and roll out there. And realistically, of those seven, how many are you confident scoring? Kamari Lance plays. He doesn't score anymore. I would love to know what's happened with his role offensively because early on in the season, he looked like he was going to be a key piece. He's gone missing offensively again. Alonzo Gaffney, you can't count on night in, night out offensively. So that leaves you with Jemiah, Jose, Ace, and Frankie. Realistically, that can go out there night in, night out and score. And tonight, what'd you get? Well, there was no real Frankie scoring. There was no real Ace scoring. And there was no real Jemiah scoring. That left you with just Jose Perez. Vontez and JJ bringing it up in the chat. Where's Bryson Long? If you guys remember in non-conference play, I believe it was the team was struggling offensively, really struggling offensively, and they just kind of shook it up with the rotation. Bryson Long, Zane Meeks, a couple other guys, Braylon Green, Akil Watson. We haven't seen Akil Watson in a couple games. Like, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. And again, we're not even talking about the rest of the season. You got to get up now. You got to get up for those Arizona games. You have to do them. Otherwise, it's your Pac-12. It's Pac-12 tourney or bust. That's where Arizona State is right now. Pac-12 tournament or bust. That's that's just where we're at. JJ does bring up an interesting point. Jacob, if we could go ahead and throw a poll in the chat for how many teams does the chat think um, the Pac-12 will yeah. get in give me, the Give me tournament. two minutes and I'll have one up. Perfect, perfect. So we'll get that up for everybody in the chat. But again, this is, it's just, it's tough. It's a tough look for Arizona State because this team you felt like was starting to come together. And if if there's one moment that you can shift to and be like, damn, this this one hurt. Well, it was that UCLA game. And we heard that the team, maybe Bobby Hurley made some adjustments in practice from a you guys can do whatever you want type of style. 
He tightened things up a little bit based off of what transpired in that UCLA game, not just from a player's point of view, but from himself. It worked against USC. The team didn't have the juice at the end of the day to make it a, a real game against the Oregon Ducks, and that sucks. That sucks because you know the talent on this team. That's that's what I think hurts the most um, is you know Arizona State has quality players. They've got a quality group that when they when they play to their potential, they're a pretty good basketball team. But it seems like when you pull one brick out, the whole thing falls down. And if you want to be a, a really good basketball team, that's just not the way the cookie crumbles, man. Not the way the cookie crumbles. But we will get to some final takeaways in that poll here in just a second. But first, look, I'm at home today working from home. I don't know if you guys saw everything that went down um, at the office with the, the, the PHNX Coyotes last night. If you missed it, go ahead, check out the PHNX Coyotes social media um, in that post-game show. I'm sure they, they gave a great story about everything that happened. So I'm at home, but look, my usual tradition did not change. I found myself at Circle K multiple times today because let's be real, they're America's thirst shop. They're Totri's thirst shop. They're PHNX Sports' thirst shop, guys, and they can be yours too. They're trying to help you and me save money every single day with their new free membership program called Inner Circle. Okay, you guys are going to save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups and then save three cents per gallon every single day after that. And they're going to reward you guys for going to Circle K. You're going to get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. We're talking pizza, coffee, ice cold, fountain drinks. And if that's not enough, if saving money and free products aren't enough, they still have some phenomenal deals on energy drinks, on sports drinks, on snacks. They have it all at Circle K. Don't take my word for it. Go check them out yourselves. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Now, look, I did spend some time at home today because of the situation that went on at the office. And normally I'm not working from home, right? So I'm sitting here and I'm like, huh, something's off. Something's off about working from home, right? Not the fact that I can't go visit Jacob Franklin every few minutes to ask him for something, but the fact of the matter is the floors. The floors just aren't nearly as comfortable here, okay? There's something at PHNX called the floor lay, okay? Ask Sean DePause, ask Shane Diefenbach on social media what a floor lay is, and they'll tell you. But it only hits when you have quality floors, and the quality floors for you guys are Empire Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at-home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Okay, Empire Today keeps shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. Look, they have it all for you. And the best part about Empire Today, aside from the prices, is Empire Today's virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors are going to look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors are going to look in your room. But remember that discount I just mentioned not too long ago? Well, it's going to help you save a ton of money. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use that promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. A couple comments in the chat. Vontez roster definitely overachieved to start Pac-12 schedule, most notably. Uh, but yeah, kind of back to reality, right? Back to reality and back to the point of what this team can be when they hit their groove night in and night out, when they start to get going. But 
as it stands right now, they're kind of doing what Sharon's saying. They, they're, they're finding ways to underachieve and overachieve. Night in, night out. You never know. You didn't. You you don't know what you're going to get with Arizona State basketball. And it's not in a good way. Tonight, Frank, Frank, or not Frankie, Jose overachieved. Everybody else underachieved. That's where this team is at, man. That's where this team's at, and it's tough to see. Again, if you're new here, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It is 934, post-game show. Sun Devils lost by 19. It's tough. It's a thirsty Thursday, and the bar is closing. It's closing time. Let's get to that sweet, sexy-ass jazz music. God damn, I love it. Let's go ahead. Get to our takeaway. All long, we've seen a first-half team. We've seen a second-half team. We've seen a three-minute and a five-minute team. If the Arizona State Sun Devils want to find a way into the NCAA tournament, you got to play a full game night in, night out. Get better and do it fast. Shake it off. That is the second takeaway from tonight's game. Yes, it was a tough loss. Yes, this one stings, but you've got a lot of basketball still to play. Find your groove and shake it off. And first time, first time is how Arizona State is going to get into the NCAA tournament. That first time is going to be when the Sun Devils win the Pac-12 tournament for the first time in program history. That's how they get into the NCAA tournament. Guys, it is closing time, and that is going to do it for tonight's PHNX Sun Devils show. Jacob, what do we the got? Poll. What were the results of the poll? The poll. Um, so in the poll, I uh, let's just go ahead and turn this. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll let the music ride. Uh, I said, how many wins will ASU get in the Pac-12 remaining schedule? Eight plus, four to seven, one to three. Eighty-three percent said four to seven. Sixteen percent said eight plus. Zero percent said one to three. I'd say four to seven is probably. I'd say probably six, seven more. And JJB, yeah, JJB makes a a great point here. He said, "Where is it at? Let me, let me, let me pull this back up." He said, "To get into the tourney, we've got to finish thirteen and seven at the minimum, which is eight wins." And you got to have Arizona. You got to beat Arizona. You can have all those wins all you want, but if you don't beat the Wildcats, it don't matter. It does not matter. Jacob, can you do me a favor? One more favor. Can you play that play that music again, man? On the way, I just love that. You can't you can't tell me you don't love that music, guys. If you enjoyed the content. Give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Toad. You can follow DJ Jacob Franklin at Jacob underscore Franklin. Or we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Have a great evening. And we will be back in action noon on Friday. In the meantime, though, as usual, go Devils. Peace.